Welcome to the Yellow Peril Podcast, where we help you navigate the perilous world of Asian American identity through pop culture, sex, politics, and whatever other random stuff is currently distracting us. Welcome back, Yellow Perilers. Greetings to all you she's, all you yens, all you sues. I'm Jeff Foki, and today we have some special guests. Did I say your last name wrong already? Okay. <laughs> uh, we have James Y. She and Greg Yen. Yuan. Yuan. Oh, <laughs> close. See, I did say sorry, it wrong. Sorry, it's okay. <laughs> it's, it comes with the territory. Don't worry about it. Welcome. You're like, standard, like, Chinese yeah, no, pronunciation. As Chinese yeah. as it can possibly be. I told you, my Chinese sucks. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Uh, welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Um, we're here to talk about James's new short film, Ama and Alan. Um, why don't you tell us quickly about yourselves? Uh, James, we can start with you. Sure, yeah. Uh, I'm the writer and director of the short film, Ama and Alan. We shot in, uh, we finished principal photography in December 2018. Currently running a Kickstarter for it to help finish the film and also pay back deferred production costs. Uh, and yeah, it's a story about a grandma who finds out that her American born grandson has been thrown into a Taipei jail. So uh, she has to go from Lugang, which is like central Taiwan, to uh, Taipei and pull him out of jail before he gets deported. And speaking of, uh, grandsons. The grandson is played by Gregory Yuan here. Hello, my name is Gregory, and uh, I play the grandson in uh, Ama and Alan. And uh, I, uh, interestingly enough, I so as an actor, you find a lot of breakdowns on the breakdown sites, um, the usual ones like LA Casting and such. Um, but this specific project was uh, actually I found out about it because of a friend of mine uh, who knew, who knew that uh, I'm pursuing acting. Also knows. James from like a friend of a friend and saw like the post on Facebook and was like, hey, he's looking for an Asian actor. And uh, from that, I, I literally sent it to him and was like, hey, I'd love to audition for your film. Um, and then we had the audition. And from there, uh, magic. As I, uh, honestly, as, <laughs> like magic is the short term way of putting it, honestly, because um, I think especially as an Asian American, uh, we touched on this uh, previously in his podcast. Uh, but uh, as an Asian American, there's not a lot of stories where like I feel like they really represent our culture specifically, especially like kind of the struggles of um, like it, it touches on kind of the, the, the disconnect between languages where the uh, Ama in, in this film, she speaks pretty much only Chinese and Taiwanese uh, Mandarin. And um, uh, I personally am also struggling with like my Mandarin and like Taiwanese, whereas my English is obviously the most fluent. Um, so I think it, it honestly hit me like more personal in the sense of like, as far as an actor goes, you usually play roles that are, you know, close to yourself or like a little bit turned from yourself. But this one was pretty, like it, it honestly pretty, hit pretty close to home um, because honestly, I don't know about other uh, ABCs, but at least from the ones that I've known, um, we, we kind of have this like you want to know more about your grandparents and you want to know about your heritage and all that stuff. But at the same time, a lot of people, uh, especially Asians, Americans who are born in the U.S., we, we don't really have that like home language anymore, you know. So it, it feels like there's like a lot kind of like lost in translation. Are you both your parents are Taiwanese, Chinese or? Uh, yeah. So both my parents are like Lendila and they're, they're ta you know, Taiwanese native, uh, native. Ta well, I guess the true natives are Aboriginal. Right, yeah. right. Um, I may have some Aboriginal, but who, you know, we all might have, yeah, because yeah. hundreds of years. Uh, so, but yeah, my, both sides of my parents, uh, they were, their generations in, grew up in Taiwan. I have some ancestors that were from Fujian. 
and um, but yeah, yeah, both sides. Um, but how about yourself? Uh, for me, my my mom was born in Taiwan, and uh, so was my dad. But uh, my dad's family is originally from China, but they moved, or you know. And so like, so both your homes, you were speaking Mandarin or uh, not at all, or. For, for me, it was Mandarin. Like my parents, so apparently I, I spoke. Mandarin is pretty good. I don't know why he's like dogging on his own. Ah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, because I, I get that by the way from yeah. from my parents. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. I think that's why I, like I was like specifying the beat. I was like, wait, no, I do speak Chinese. I swear. <laughs> but I mean, I get that honestly from from my parents because you know as like Asian parents, they're like you know your Chinese should speak perfect. Ah, uh, right. You know, yeah, I, I feel like Yaltern. exactly, yeah, 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 exactly. Standard, I have like yeah, a, yeah. I have an accent when I speak my Chinese. You oh, know, so sure, I, I can speak sure. it. You know, colloquially, we can like have conversations in Chinese. But as far as like my accent goes it's like like my parents I feel like they always say like oh his Chinese isn't that good they kind of like prepare everyone else so that when I do speak it they're like oh it's better wow. than we thought yeah exactly <laughs> it's like wow he's actually good <laughs> yeah. Yeah, much better than you yeah, exactly yeah, set it low yeah. and then surprise him that's why I refuse to speak in front of my mom now I oh what because she's constantly correcting me oh okay mine is bad though uh, mine is definitely bad. You can is this where up, you're going to like speak no. Chinese now and we're going to go wild? <laughs> he's actually stuff? really good, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, at home, I, I actually went back and forth uh, as a baby from Taiwan and America. I didn't really know this until I, I looked at my baby passport because I have like I have vague memories of what happened in Taiwan. I remember like those soybean drinks in plastic uh, bags. And like this big ass cockroach, I thought the cockroach was as big as his microphone or something. Yeah, so I just remember these vague images. But I, they, but I looked at the passport. I was like, oh dang, I I spent a good amount of time as like from zero to like four going back and forth California and Taiwan. So when I was approaching kindergarten age, I was speaking gibberish, which was uh, Taiwanese because my grandparents only spoke Taiwanese to each other and Mandarin which like everyone, like my father and my mother's generation spoke to each other and also some Taiwanese and English. And so like there's one scene, I think, uh, where my brother and sister, I'm, I'm the youngest child, my brother and sister uh, who are like uh, uh, years older than me, they were speaking English in the car, right? And then I, I just saw, I was looking at them speaking English, not understand, like, this is what my mom says, because I don't, I don't really remember this, but my mom says like, well, James, like all of a sudden you start going like, you're trying to like mimic your brother and sister in English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so racist of you as a kid. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's like what are these 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 Americans. What yeah, are these, this is what they sound like. Burger, French fry. You know, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, my parents then uh, just to keep me to help with language ac- acquisition. I think a doctor told them, hey, just speak English at home. Mm. So we, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, that, that actually, research is showing that it's not necessarily the case because yeah. you'll pick it up from your learning environment, yeah. school and, and your, your neighborhood. Yeah. But so they spoke English mainly at home uh, after age five. Um, and then uh, some, some, of course, there's some phrases that they would sneak in, Taiwanese and Chinese. Um, and so I, I eventually I lost my language ability, uh, and then I learned I learned Mandarin and some Taiwanese, but mainly I learned Mandarin uh, back as an adult. Yeah. Right. So you went back to Taiwan to learn more Mandarin. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's kind of where the story comes <laughs> yeah. from, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. while you're studying there, you were also teaching kindergarten. Allegedly. Oh, are we not? <laughs> is it still? 
Is it still? <laughs> I don't know what the statute of limitations are. <laughs> oh, but basically, like, but you're okay now. You got out. Obviously. I got out. <laughs> and it's just yeah. that you know, I I just have to say because uh, I got to thank my uncle. Shout out to my Dajo. Um, anyways, like, uh, yeah, basically, an officer saw me in a classroom teaching. Allegedly teaching right. kindergarten. We'll just children. say his name is Alan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this guy named Alan. <laughs> My friend oh. named Alan. Yeah, and uh, so because the the law at the time was that um, to te- well, first of all, you need a working permit to teach, mm-hmm. um, and also, and I had just arrived like a few mo- like a month or two like a month at that time into Taiwan from after I graduated from uh, UC San Diego. And you know, one thing that was clear for me after visiting my grandpa before he passed was like, you know what? I want to live in Taiwan. I want, first of all, it'd be cool to live in a different country, yeah. you know. And also, uh, you know, reconnect, reconnect with family. The women are pretty, you know. <laughs> Inside joke, really? yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I know, yeah. Uh, uh, I live there too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah. So I, I moved to Taiwan, and then I, I, I was like, okay, I. I was in like, you know, survival mode. How do you get a job? You know, I need to survive real quick, you know. Yeah. So um, anyways, an officer saw me in the classroom. And then uh, this is kind of where like the inspiration of the story is. Because then uh, when the officer asked me for my passport, I didn't want to show it, you know. Hmm. Because I was like, because I was hurt hearing from like the other teachers and like one of my managers like, okay, uh, James, just don't speak too much, you know, just uh, be chill. Um, be cool, we'll, we'll, we'll be cool. That's when you're not cool. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And cool. then like, and then one of like, uh, one of the people who like helps clean the classroom, she's like, I asked her like, should I make a run for it? She's like, yeah, yeah, you can, you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you can. And then the yeah, manager, sure. the man, yeah, who says cool, it? Be cool, just be cool. Then? And, yeah, yeah, and then the manager run, okay, heard that and came yeah. in like, James, Hey, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So what this is say about yeah. being cool, dude. Don't bolt. <laughs> so basically, I had to like you know show how Taiwanese I was. You know, like prove your Taiwan, prove my Taiwanese and like I didn't speak too much. But I had just arrived, so I hadn't really because I went to Taiwan to study Mandarin. So I just and I had studied some, took some classes in college, but it's a little different when than being in the environment and learning. Right. Um, uh, so I was. My manual was poor, so I just spoke a little Taiwanese, like, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, uh, hi, I'm, you know, Washi James, you know, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Garigong. Well, Garigong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, okay. That's okay. all I know. You know, <laughs> Japan, yeah, let's go eat. Language, yeah. I see. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, um, long story short, uh, I just gave him my phone number. I, I did not, I don't think they believed how Taiwanese I was, mm. yeah. Uh, they could tell like this guy's language is totally weird off. Um, so uh, when I made a go make the report uh, to the police station, my grandma and my aunt came with me, and my grandma was like, "Oh, what's what's going on? you know, I can take care of him. You know, why I have money. I got money, so I can take care of him. He doesn't need to teach illegally. You know. So I just thought it was really funny, and then. So these two, these two ideas of like trying to prove my Taiwanese-ness, whereas in America, I always felt like I had to prove my Americanness. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. And then, um, and then this grandma, my grandma coming out, this small lady, like just saying, "Oh, I can take care of him. 
uh, he's Taiwanese, don't worry about it. He, she said that, and I just thought, you know, this would make a great uh, story. So I, I originally wrote it as a short story, and then years later I said, you know what, I want to revisit this and make it into a short film. You've also lived in Taipei, right? Uh, yes, for but not, definitely not to the extent that he has. Okay. Um, for me, like living there, I've, it's been like max two weeks to three weeks. I've never stayed more than a month. And it was mostly just like with my parents or uh, for this film, you know, I was there for two weeks too. But uh, otherwise, it's, it's, it's mostly just there to like kind of visit and like dip my toe in the culture and be like, hey, you know, this is, it's more like a vacation, honestly, for me. It's yeah. like, you know, meeting family, getting to eat the amazing food, you know, and just um, it's just enough where it's like I'm, I want to be back and like, you know, try a little bit more every single time. Um, but I never I never like uh, did much work there as far as like, you know, tutoring or any of that kind of stuff. Um, it was, I, I really uh, just just went there just to see my uh, grandma from my uh, mom's side because she lives there. Um, so so really for for me, whenever I went back, it would be for family, like just to just to meet them all again. But your Mandarin's fine. So you my, it's pretty my Mandarin is you can converse with that. Passable. Yeah, I think yeah. I think uh, I think actually are we talking to white people or are we talking? Yeah, to wait, Asian are we people? talking? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think actually it's kind of interesting for me. The, <laughs> if you're talking to a white employer, uh, yo, it's fluid. Yeah, you know? it's fluid. Yeah. You don't even know how good I am. <laughs> I, I can sell, you know, whatever you need me to sell. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but it's it's interesting because um, previous like this last time going to Taiwan, every single time I went, it was with my parents. So like I wouldn't really need to test my Chinese. It'd be more like I'll say a couple words and then you know like the one second it takes me to like translate it in my head my parents are like this is taking too long I'll just speak it for you you know they're just like we'll just do it for you relax you know um, but uh, when, when I had to go there for myself I, I realized how much um, like better my Mandarin is than I, than I expected you know oh, okay. yeah, um, and yeah. I think it also is like it's once you're living in that area where everyone only speaks Mandarin whereas everyone here obviously speaks English you know yeah. um, you, you kind of have to like it's almost like you know you have to like I, I'm gonna like survive here obviously so I'm gonna learn the language you know and it kind of forces you to just kind of practice it every day you know, where uh, whereas like here, I rarely get to use my Mandarin, so obviously I'm like, I don't think it's that great. Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> also, fun fact: um, the for to teach kindergarten in Taiwan, and I believe this is still the case, hmm. you have to have some sort of Taiwanese citizenship, hmm. a Taiwan ID or Taiwanese right. passport. I believe because there, the reasoning is. The foreigners are creepy. No, foreigners. <laughs> no, it's kind, yeah. it's kind of like they're afraid that Taiwanese yeah. children, age five, kindergarten age, or younger, may be subject to cultural corruption, or like they will lose their sense of Taiwanese identity. Mm. So that's the way it was explained to me when I when that the incident happens. Like, oh yeah, you, you, so like, and it's just, it's. Yeah, I, I, I thought I thought that was interesting because then wait, but what about Taiwanese Americans? Aren't we kind of in the culture and are we not not as corrupting them? I don't know. But the law says like you have to have the, the paper. You got to have the paper. Yeah, yeah the, right. The, the, the passport. Or the, Which you could have gotten. I could have applied yeah. for it. Yeah. So uh, it was just a piece of paper, really. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's the that's the crazy part to me is like yeah. you didn't have to prove anything except that you went through the bureaucracy. Bureaucracy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I believe there was a time where I was trying to go through the bureaucracy, but I think it was taking too long. I had to get my not not a copy of my birth certificate, but like a, a the real co- like a real uh, issue of it. And then I had to get my parents. It was I vaguely remember just it was kind of a hassle. But I hear it actually is not too bad now. Like to get the Taiwanese uh, pass. Do you have one or no? <laughs> I don't. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think you have I to go to military. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm way past the age. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I believe. I hope so. I'm pretty sure I'm safe. It's but... like 35, 36. Oh, yeah. yeah. Woo. He's like, <laughs> well beyond. Um, <laughs> you don't look it, but okay. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> but that was the reason I asked what the age was. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I hear the, the visa now is you have to stay in the country without leaving for a while, though. It's like something like six months to a year. My okay. buddy did it. Um, oh, okay. So it definitely takes some time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is your ama still around? She has passed. Both of okay. them have passed. Okay. Um, yeah. I did write it when I wrote the f- initial script when uh, when she was still around. Uh, when oh, the, I have two grandmas and um, and both of them passed. Uh, the one it was based off of. I I'm not sure if she read the initial script because I think I only had like an English version. Um, what was I think and she the one that inspired you to write inspire, right. inspire yeah I, I love both of my grandmas but the one that inspired it uh, I what I what I did write to her was like a thank you letter because I because what happened was the year or six months before she passed I visited her in Taiwan and at that time she had developed dementia mm-hmm. or like she couldn't really remember who I was and I that was actually sadder for me than her passing to be honest because i was sitting there in front of her and i'm trying to show her pictures and she's like oh are you the doctor Mm. and i was just like damn damn yeah it's like like, she helped um because like because when i was about five going back and forth from taiwan eventually my grand, my grandma, and my grandpa came from Taiwan to uh, America to help raise me for like six years or so. Or, oh wow! Yeah, for, until I until age ten or so, and so like I'm pretty close with. The, and this is my paternal grandparents, so I'm very close with my grandpa and my grandma. Um, and for that to happen, I was just pretty pretty sad about it. So I was just like, I don't know. I just feel like I, you know, I wanted to do. I don't know, just do something. So I wrote like a thank you letter for like, hey, thanks for raising me. I wrote it in Chinese as best as mm. I could, and then you know I you know I use you know Google Translate and help with it. <laughs> and then uh, I wrote it by hand. And I sent it to her, and then like my aunt, uh, one of my aunts showed me a you know a, a picture of her reading it over and over again. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So maybe try to recall it. And, yeah. Yeah. Because like if I'm if I if I sat in front of her long enough, she'd eventually remember I'm like a, a grandson. Yeah. And if I sit longer. James, oh yeah, yeah, James, and I, but then then it'll fade. In, sure. Yeah. Yep. So, um, that was important for me for her to get like a, a something. I wanted to show some sort of appreciation. Uh, it's unfortunate that she won't be able to see the film, but uh, I think you know we do the best we can. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What was the search like for someone to play your ama? I mean, cause oh yeah. Looking at the photos of your ama, it looks like she is like. Like a firecracker, she looks like pretty tough, right? <laughs> I can see her yeah, yeah, fighting yeah. for you at the yeah. police station. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so I can imagine like you wanted to find someone that sort of embodied that energy. Yeah. So um, pre-production for this was kind of like going on and off for like two-ish years. Uh, the the hardcore pre-production started like six, you know basically the last month before shooting <laughs> but um happens. The, it happens but <laughs> it a, year, a year before shooting um i went back to taiwan to visit family and also try to see if i can connect with any actors there also look for uh you know the grandma character any abcs that might be living there possibly mm. um and other side characters so i did i held some auditions you know it wasn't uh, i we i met with some old, uh, some some uh grandmas 
it was like okay, but like they're like they were going back and forth between Taiwan and America, or one of them didn't speak Taiwanese. So I was like, you know, I really want someone that speaks Taiwanese, something kind of close to my my own grandma experience, mm-hmm. my grandma's experience. Eventually, I reached out from a friend of a friend, connected me with an agent, and I met with her. I met with the agent who uh, held a meeting with me and this grandma. And I was like, oh, this grandma, she speaks Taiwanese, and yeah, she has a you know strong personality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I can work with this. I yes. can work with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I got lucky, like friend of friend. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. I guess living in Taiwan helped. Like when I lived in Taiwan, like ten plus years ago, I lived after my college years. I built some net, like friends, I, uh, and we kept in touch over you know social media or email over the years. And it's, it's crazy because like ten plus years later, those networks helped connect me with my producer and someone that he knew knew you or he had just seen the post oh like facebook yeah. i saw the okay. post off like facebook or something got yeah. it yeah. or okay. i didn't my friend did right and then from there it was like for all the shit that social media gets like it, it could be a useful it, tool it it's good be, at what it does social networking yes. the, yeah. the thing it was supposed to do <laughs> 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 right, right. <laughs> did you study acting or your parents like yay oh. or uh, is this something an endeavor I mean, you're like it so, sounds like you just jumped in recently. Uh, so I've been acting for three years. Okay. Technically almost four now. Um, but uh, when I first started, uh, as as far as you could imagine for Asian parents, they were like, no. Like, just <laughs> no. Who are you? Stop it. Yeah, like, stop it. <laughs> be realistic. Um, you know, be a doctor, a lawyer, et cetera, et cetera. The whole spiel, you know. Um, but uh, I guess, like, the, the, the I guess the quick story of it would be uh, I first dipped my toe in it in senior year of high school I took like the, the beginner class of drama just for fun you know I thought it'd be like an easy way to just coast through school and uh, found out that I really liked it went to college and uh, uh, majored in business because practicality <laughs> and, uh, and economics yeah. yeah I saw that you both <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly and, but like also it's because like at that point I didn't know if I really wanted to do acting yet it was more like a, I dipped my toe and I thought it was fun uh, and, and while I was in college at UCR uh, I um, did a bunch of like small short films you know plays and all that stuff and I was like I'm, I'm really enjoying it you know and I'm uh, think I'm at least halfway decent in it because I'm booking stuff right uh, but once I graduated um, you know parents were like uh, all right enough of that silly dream or whatever go 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 do real stuff so I, I got a job at MSI for about six months at where MSI the uh, gaming laptop computer place okay uh, they're in city of industry um, I worked there for six months and I mean the job itself wasn't hard and the people there were really nice to me and you know like honestly, as far as like a, a job, regular job goes, it was quite nice, you know, like nothing really to complain about. But for some reason, I was just like really depressed is kind of like an extreme way of saying it. But like not happy, not happy. Yeah, <laughs> I was not. He was fucking depressed. Unfulfilled. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, and like it was, it was kind of like just getting to my like body and everything where it was like I started to gain a lot of weight. And it was just like literally, you know, I come home and not want to do anything. I just like would sit on TV for like couple hours and just go straight to bed and just like be like a zombie more or less i have no idea what that's like yeah I, (laughs) 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 insane um but uh yeah and then it was like to the point where even my parents were like hey you okay like what's going on um and then uh i saved up my money and i was like hey uh, i really want to give this acting thing a try you know so like for for better for worse i'm gonna save up this and go for it full out and my parents were like okay you have two years to book something like 
prove that you have talent, prove that you can do something. Uh, and so I started out doing like a lot of musicals and live plays and stuff. Cool. Um, yeah, and I booked stuff like uh, Beauty and the Beast and like West Side Story and King and I and stuff like wow. that. Wow. Yeah, and, and I got like leads in those. So my parents were like, okay, begrudgingly, good for you. Yeah. We'll see. Um, and then uh, as, as it went, like I, I got like a little bit more steam and like got more jobs and more stuff. Uh, but um, I guess like uh, a quick little tidbit for uh, actors in um, West West coast uh, tidbit for you guys uh if you want to do live live performances move to the east coast or <laughs> or be in the union already because literally speaking a lot there's a lot of non-union work here for like live performances and plays and stuff but there is no way in hell that you'll be able to like financially be able to like pursue your dream for it you know or survive like not even close um uh and, and from there it's just been uh like really good like like um i've been pursuing it like full time for like two years now um and uh it's it's been crazy to just kind of see like my parents kind of switch their mentality for it and actually this this film specifically uh it's one of the biggest like uh things that i've done in the sense of um so i went out to taiwan for it and literally my mom was there at the same time so i literally was like hey mom i'm gonna visit you for work <laughs> and she was like, like what? what yeah so uh it was like honestly kind of like a dream come true to like work on not only like a story like i said that like is is actually personal to you know me um, but also like to have gotten along so well with James too and like I think another thing about it is uh, like working with the director too like I've worked on a lot of stuff with directors um, but like he really because because it means so much to him because it is so personal to him um, that it almost put like extra pressure on me to be like okay you got to make sure that you d do this no justice pressure, man. No pressure. you know like no yeah but like that's what I'm saying like he's so nice about it you know too but it's like like really if, if you want to take this seriously you know because acting is a craft you know sorry I keep bumping this um, but like acting is a craft and like I really want to like be able to tell the story so that other people in our situation you know other Asian Americans specifically um, or like even people who are like curious what it's like to be in our shoes would really kind of uh, see more of our perspective of it versus you know what what is usually shown in Hollywood or, or not shown in Hollywood you know yeah that's something I, I, I connect with Greg about when we did callbacks is that I just did a very ca casual like uh, so callbacks for people who don't know are like when you do the uh, first off set round of auditions and callbacks are like the second round mm -hmm. probably like right before you actually do the cast and uh, do the casting and then what we did was like a we just met up at like a place in San Gabriel to yeah. like a co uh, coffee shop boba shop and uh, yeah yeah we just <laughs> and we chatted about identity and also some of the themes in the film and uh, yeah I got along with him I also liked in the first round of auditions like Greg takes direction really well like it's like hey you know what let's try a different different way mm. and and i was like oh wow he he's able to like make adjustments really uh, on the fly yeah yeah <laughs> so yo yo cast this guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and i i really appreciated like yeah like he understood what the film was about and it's that's just something that as as asian americans it, we just like we know what we 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 we've lived that story mm -hmm. you know it's it's part of our you know like oh what does it feel like to be othered or what does it feel yeah. like to have these hang-ups about language like not not knowing enough or not wanting to speak it like th these are things that i think uh that a lot of other asian americans can connect with and hopefully this film can uh, portray yeah mm -hmm. what is your relationship with the cinematographer Richard uh, met him at De Anza College uh, back in the day it's kind of that weird space between um, after college I went to Taiwan after Taiwan I was like you know I was getting homesick I went back to America I lived in Taiwan for two years and then went back to the US and it's, I was in that weird space of 
because when I went back, it was during the financial crisis, 2008, mm-hmm. and it was hard getting a jobs. And I was just like, what do I want to do with my life a little bit, you know? And that's still a question I'm at, trying to answer today. But one at that time was even more dire because I just felt like a very in limbo. And I went back to uh, community college. And community college is actually a great place for like, you know, taking classes and whatever you're interested in. So I met Richard in a film class. Uh, I was like, uh, we we needed a carpool to SF um, for like to see a screening or something. And then I was like, hey, you're coming from my area. Let's go carpool. Um, and like we just hit it off. Like his his vision as far as his aesthetics, as far as what films he likes. He's really big on, um, you know, he's a big Lynch, David Lynch fan. He's also uh, into, uh, you know, the French New Wave. And eventually, like I he got a little bit more into uh, Asian cinema and like seeing and then he like really got into Asian cinema and that's basically my bread and butter is mm-hmm. I love that shit like sorry for cussing but like I, I love that stuff um, I love that shit too <laughs> <laughs> like Ho Shao Shen Yang De Tang Edward Yang um, some timing Liang stuff maybe his earlier stuff now it's a little bit in, too impenetrable for me but um, yeah just the Taiwanese new wave basically seeing Edward Yang's EE is one of the biggest influences for me to pursue filmmaking. Yeah, and uh, when I when I heard that he, I asked him, "Hey, have you seen that movie?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I have the blue or I have the I think at that time he had the DVD or yeah the DVD." And I was like, "Dude, I like this guy. You know, this guy this guy understands my aesthetic." Uh, I've got the criterion. Yeah, he <laughs> and the regular. Uh, and what did your parents? What were their thoughts of you going into? film I, I i know you majored in economics and you had a yeah. minor in theater oh or, yeah, yeah 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 um yeah good researcher you know listen to this guy yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah good. jeff wow um so in college i acted in a short film actually for another uh, asian american filmmaker and I, w- I, w- I came into uc san diego as undeclared i was undeclared for a year and a half or so and uh I wasn't really sure what I, I was taking a bunch of weird classes like like appreci- music appreciation and stuff like that and you know um, but I took this act I, I acted in this guy's film and I was like dude this is really cool I'm really interested in what he does behind the camera like was he like you know the stuff he's telling the cinematographer to do is he, is he editing it himself that's cool how do you edit um, and I told my parents like hey I kind of want to do that guy's major like visual arts you know and like nah <laughs> I'm not gonna because at that time because I've lounged around for like a year and a half mm. I would have been an extra year of college that they, they would have to pay for yeah. and they're like I'm paying for that shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like all right well, we call y'all. yeah 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 so, <laughs> so um um so I, I got I got kind of got into it with my dad a little bit um but eventually we just said okay uh economics like a good middle ground like you can do anything with economics, like uh, understanding of business and stuff. And without telling them, I just studied acting. <laughs> oh, nice. I, I studied acting as a minor and, and a film uh, theater. Free dad a minor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still paying the same, mom and dad, don't worry. Yeah. But eventually, th- uh, through these past 10, 12 years or so since college, um, uh, they've come turned around and my gra- my mom is one of the biggest supporters of this film she helped back this film uh, she, yeah so I, I, I I'm indebted to them and but still even now though they're like James you you still need more money for this film like you already spent like this much I'm like yeah I'm sorry mom like this is like this is how films work yeah 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 they're always pretty shocked like wait 
but you're done. Yeah. Like just put it together. Just just like just yeah, put it just together. Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw I saw the footage in on the Kickstarter and the trailer it looks beautiful already. Thank you. Yeah. Where yeah, it yeah. says it's not even colored. Not time, col- color. That's time. there's yeah. like a, just a LUD on there right now. Yeah, yeah. Right. And yeah. I was like this looks great. I, I, like, I was like, I'm yeah. so hyped. I, and I know, but yeah, maybe I, I should have made it look worse. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please help. Please help. But there's so much more. I mean, it's editing, like, sound. Yeah. Right. There's right. A right. Lot there's a lot do. still. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, eventually, I wanted to do a, a separate video on the Kickstarter. But I, what I can share now is like the budget for the film was about the actual production was about 23k. $23,000 and that's from like and that's borrowed that's borrowed money right. so there's some Taiwanese gangsters who are trying to get <laughs> so you're not going back to and, for a while but, uh-huh. but to, just to put in perspective this is with you shooting on the Alexa XT mm-hmm. and the dra- uh, uh, Red Dragon yeah. Epic which oh, wow. is so if you actually think about it for the, our shoot days like if we had to pay full price for those cameras with the lenses right. That would have been a majority of that twenty thousand bucks that I just said. Easily, Easily. and it was a five-day shoot. A five-day mm-hmm. shoot. Yeah. So if you're thinking like, "Whoa, twenty-three, that's a lot." Actually, that's like bare, like bare minimum yeah. for no. this level of cameras and crew. Our crew was amazing. Like we were, yeah, dude. Like we worked with a local uh, Taiwanese crew, mm-hmm. and also, and and as far as international crew, we had uh, Greg. As oh cast international cast and then uh, we Did also also do something else <laughs> like, moral support yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Richard who uh, who's a he's a American uh, born uh, Taiwanese Chinese as well so mm-hmm. uh, yeah so and then for post production we're looking at about eight to nine k and that's just like yeah and that's gonna break down to about six ish seven ish for sound and editing. And then uh, I want to leave maybe two or three k for like music, yeah. So that's so we're looking at thirty one plus thirty two k or so, and I'm asking for eighteen k for the Kickstarter. (laughs) And people are like, "Well, that's a lot," you know. Uh, But like, I'm not even covering my. I'm still in the red by a lot. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get you there. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and the reason why I want to share is also because, um, yeah, films cost a lot of money. And the reason is because a lot of the labor costs. and But a lot of these people are, are working for wages that are, like, less than their day rate, you know. So, but even with this, I still want to pay competitive wages. And, you know, and I also paid for his flight to come over because I think that's just... Fair. That, that's fair, you know. Yeah. Like, and yeah. there's a lot of filmmakers, independent filmmakers out there who are trying to diamond nickel, uh, uh, diamond, diamond, diamond nickel. nickel, diamond. I, like, I don't speak English. Anymore. I like, <laughs> like diamond nickel a little nine, more. Nine, nine, <laughs> nickel. I, and I, I, I didn't want to be like that kind yeah. of film. I've, yeah. Is this the first time you've directed? I've directed some short films before, like yeah, like right. low budget, no budget. Um, mm-hmm. I've produced as far oh, as right. I've seen. I've seen a lot of your shorts. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, cool. Thanks. Um, so I, those are like no low budget or no budget films. Yeah. This is the first time I actually have like a, a sizable budget for. Uh, I've produced other people's work. Like Fight Life was a mixed martial arts documentary that got some buzz in 2012, and then uh, 2015 was Advantageous with Jennifer Pong, who's doing like great mm-hmm. stuff with you know Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, and yeah. and uh, she's directing a lot of TV now and stuff, and working on her second feature or no her third. Her third feature, basically her feature follow up for Advantageous. So um, that was good, but like 
so I've learned some of the nuts and bolts as far as producing goes and also making my own shorts. Mm -hmm. But this is the first time I've, I've written and directed something of this size. Yeah. And Greg, what would you say uh, the caliber of this film? Is this like, oh, old hat? Or this is like, oh, I've done this before. Here, like, uh, or like, it's almost like new, but at the same time, kind of old in the sense of like, uh, for for actors at least, you know, the, there's that saying where like, no matter where you go, either for a short a short film at like USC to all the way to, to like Paramount, it's still you 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 don't treat it any differently, you know. And then that meaning, I mean, you treat all of them highly, not you know, you treat all of them like whatever, you know. <laughs> um, but I honestly like so so I think it was a mix of like kind of just doing what I'm comfortable with knowing that you know I am good enough to be doing this but at the same time um, it definitely added a lot of uh, uh, pressure but not in a bad way it's more of a like okay if he's gonna bring be bringing me on to this and like paying for my flight and all this then I'm gonna make sure that you know I, I do everything I'm on like what he's paying me for you know essentially and and more you know just make sure that this film itself comes out as as good as I can possibly make it you know like Demi's doing all the research for it which you know ended up being a lot of actually just talking with him one-on-one um, you know, and like uh, working with different casts and like honestly, honestly getting over like kind of the, 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 the fear of like judgment from people who are, uh, you know, like like maybe how, how they might treat you differently if you're like, oh, this guy's like from America. This dude's like either like maybe they'll think like, you know, they'll, they'll come up with preconceptions of you. Either like, oh, he's like some big shot who thinks he's better than us or, you know, he's just like, why is he here? Why would he bring him, you know, from the U.S.? You know, so it's like kind of like um almost like proving myself to everybody that to be like, hey, no, this is why I'm here. You know, I'm here to make everybody here look better. I'm here to make sure that we get the best quality of whatever we are doing. Um, so I think in that, in that it was like um, n very new, I think, because uh, this is the biggest project that I've done um, as far as like uh, size of the, of the character, you know, because um, it, it, it really does follow my character, but also Ama, and also like you guys, you guys have to care about our relationship, you know, otherwise it's like, you can't carry the film and what's the point of watching this dude, you know? Um, and I think, I, I think it, it was new because I personally cared so much about it. You know, it's not to say that like other films that I've done, I've had no stake in it, but like for this one, it was like literally, I think because of how personable, uh, James is and how much like we got along just through the interview process and all of it. Like, I really felt like, okay, I really want to do well in this, you know? Um, cause I, I truly believe in it, you know? And one thing we share is like, we put pressure on ourselves as you can tell. <laughs> but it's a good thing, right? <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and, uh, I think one thing that, uh, what I liked about working with Greg was uh, we talked about the script beforehand and mm -hmm. uh, and it actually helped we helped it helped shape the story a little bit more and even on set we were making little adjustments and I was working with the other character uh, the Officer Bay character and we were like we were discovering things even mm -hmm. on set um, we, and th that is from a lot of preparation actually like sure there's these all these changes and improvisations that happen on set but that's also f coming from doing a lot of uh, pre-production work yeah. and talking about it yeah 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 because he brought up some questions about wait the logistics like where's the key like like how like some stuff about like a prop and and these are all these details that we've got we got to work out and uh, I, I thought it was great and I think eventually and what if I may speak but like we event, eventually I, I had to get Greg to to relax into the role I oh, know yeah What's that? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. Because like, just I, I get it, man. Like, I put a ton of pressure on myself. Like, yeah, I've sp I got all these people together. Like, I'm a fucking fraud. I like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, like, and eventually I have it's not to. Not a fraud. <laughs> I, no, it's because it's like I said. Like, I was just telling. Uh, like, 
I, I, this is the biggest project I've worked on for uh, where I'm the the lead creative per, uh, role. So I'm, and I just realized like, hey man, I just gotta enjoy the process, right? Yep. I've gotta like relax into it and like, hey, like I, I like what you just said. It was like I, I put in the work. I deserve this, mm-hmm. and that's really hard. I think for a lot of um, children of immigrants to like say like. I deserve this. That that sense of entitlement, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. it comes so naturally to certain people. To you know, to certain people. But like, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But 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 for I think for us Asian Americans, it's a little bit harder to have to get that sense of like, you know what? I'm not gonna be arrogant about it, but like, I'm here to work and yeah. I'm here to do it, and I'm gonna have a good time and relax into it. And I think yeah, eventually, it seemed like eventually you were having a fun time, right? I yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, having yeah. an awesome time. Good, um, good. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think, like, trying to kind of touch on that just a little bit more, I think, especially about the, like, being able to own up to it, especially as an Asian American, like, because we're taught so much to, like, you know, you don't really talk talk up about yourself, you know, because that's just being boastful. That's just yeah. being, you know, arrogant and all this stuff, you know, and it's all about being humble, being about, you know, when people compliment, you're like, no, 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 it's not like that, you know, oh, thank you, but like, no, thank you, but no, you know, um, uh, and I think it, it kind of makes it really hard to, to almost be like, hey, I did create this thing or, hey, I did it's really good job and just be okay with that, you know, just be like, I did a good job and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, it's like, that's nice, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking about those feelings that, you know, the humility and the, I want to talk a little bit about your podcast and what you talk about on there in terms of like Asian male masculinity, masculinity right? Yep. I mean, that's the main focus of your podcast in some I ways. I guess it's, it seems to be gearing, like leaning towards <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many episodes? You're like 40 episodes in? Yeah, we're like 30 ish, 40, 40. Okay. I think we just hit 40. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, do you want to just talk about a little what you do? The focus, I guess. Sure. Of yeah. I mean, it's similar like to your podcast in that we just talk about what's in, what's caught our eye, what's interesting, what's interesting to us. And the name of the podcast is, is uh, Yin and Yang Podcast. Yin and, uh, Yin and Yang. Instead of Yin and Yang, it's like Yin and Yang because my middle name's Yang. So Yin and Yang Podcast. Y U N G. Y O U N G. Yeah. Kind of want to circle back a little bit to language a little bit. One thing. I've noticed, I read somewhere that language, I read some research that people in general find language learners to be more on the feminine side. I don't know like why that is, but there's, they're doing, they did like a study of like, like language learning is a little bit, if we had it on a spectrum of masculinity versus femininity, it's more on the feminine side. I was like, huh, I've never really thought of it that way, but, and I think something about the film and also something in my daily life that I always think about is this idea of language and its connection to identity, right? And I find that interesting that uh, in your podcast about um, the, the Japanese-American internment and uh, the, the graphic novel they're coming out with, like that feeling of, oh, I'm, n- I'm not going to speak Japanese at home. I'm gonna show how American I am, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think there's some there's and that's very that connected with me because I think in this film that's there's echoes of that in that film with with Alan's character is that does he like he's in, put in a situation where he has to show his like Asianness yep. and then he's not and but he but you but what a lot of people don't understand is that in America we don't have we don't have the privilege of disassociating language from identity, if that makes sense. Like like when someone sees us or just, or our families. So I, I had this conversation um, at a language meetup and 
there's a I met a guy uh, he looked like I think he was white black or mixed and uh, really good speaks really excellent Chinese and stuff like that and um, you know we we're talking about language and I was like yeah I was sharing some of my like you know yeah growing up I didn't want to speak Mandarin in public too much I don't know where that came from or like I felt sometimes when I was hanging out with my grandparents, I'd feel a little embarrassed, but I don't right. know why. I didn't know why. Well, I know you wrote something there. You didn't want to be considered sometimes like Fabi. For that, that's what he word. said. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe yeah, you yeah. said that. that. Is what okay. I said, yeah. And that I was like, oh, dude, that, I, I have a similar experience. Like, yeah, yeah. like those guys who speak act with an accent or something. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think what I'm trying to what I'm trying to work through is that you know what. Dude, speaking another language is fucking awesome. <laughs> yes, it's yeah. so cool. Thanks for making me feel lamer. No, but. no, no. Okay. Stop it. We heard you. We heard you speaking the language. At the same the time, at the same time, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like guilt is a way into learning a language either. Because I think there was a, there's that other aspect, kind of like what you were talking about with your parents. And I have an aunt who's like this. Like every time I speak Chinese, she's like, "Oh, you saw the You know, I'm like, "What, dude? I'm trying to speak, man. You know, yeah, just let me try. Let me try. Yeah. Me try. yeah. So it's kind of like this is a hangup. I think a lot of um, Asian Americans uh, come parents across. listen. Yeah. Parents, you know, encourage your kids to learn the language. But you don't, know? Shame yeah. Yeah, don't, but don't shame them. Don't shame them. them. <laughs> so one, don't shame them, and then. Yeah. And two is like it's it's so awesome to embrace your culture. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, circling back to your your the idea of masculinity, what Asian American men I think in America, it's so different than let's say a Japanese growing up in Tokyo, a Japanese man growing up in Tokyo, or a Taiwanese man growing up in Taiwan, because they are the male norm, you mm-hmm. know, or they're. The they, majority they and are the, they're the native. They're yeah. yeah. Right. Whereas, as an Asian Asian American man, um, so this is something that John O'Connor talks about in his book. Is that let's say uh, his book No No Boy, like if you grew up in society where every, let's say like everyone of your race did not create art, there was no art from your race. Uh, let's say, let's say if you were a white person, let's say there was no Mark Twain, there was no fucking uh, Melvin who wrote, you know, Moby Dick. What would you think of yourself? You know, guess what? Asian American, the first American, uh, the first, um, I would say, notable Asian American novel is probably No No Boy by John O'Connor, or it's the first Japanese American uh, uh, novel. And, or there might be others and ones we didn't know about, know about because that book was not uh, widely spread. No one knew about it until like Frank Chin got to that book back in 1975 and tried to re- and republished it. You know, why is that? You know, and I feel like this. Yes, as an Asian American man, also, uh, and if you talk about notable Asian uh, American writers uh, coming up, growing up, most of them are actually Asian American female, which is great. I lo- we need Asian American female voices, but Asian American male voices. I have not seen as men, as as much of. I don't know. Have you guys mm-hmm. seen much of that or? Not at all. I, it's something we talk about on the podcast as well, from time to time. Where, and again, it's not like we're upset a, about that at all. But I am. I mean, I, I'm not upset about women. <laughs> oh no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but uh, yeah, it's it's strange the 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 difference. Yeah. The, the yeah. gap. Yeah, yeah. There's a definite gap. Right. In terms of. Uh, the attention or the uh, acclaim or the work that 
Asian women are getting, which yeah. they rightfully deserve. Sure, but yeah. But it's strange how, yeah, there seems to be a lack of Asian males you still hear about. Yep. Asian American, especially, yeah. I should say. We could yeah. talk about that for another hour. Yellow Peril. Yeah. On the next episode. I like that band name too, Hello Peril from that. that oh, yeah. Always Be My Maybe. Was, yeah, did like, you guys yeah. see uh, Always Be My Maybe? Yeah, it's Not on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, I would, I would check. I liked it. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's entertaining. Good things. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a rom com fan, but it was mm-hmm. funny. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there are some very smart things that they put in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very yeah. subtle, subtle things. Right. That I think still resonate with a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then let's just say Keanu Reeves. Come on, that yeah. was pretty. Sorry, fun. spoiler alert. There, I mean, yeah. I, I, all, I, all I said was Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. So, that's it. Okay. That's, it. Yeah. that's it. That's it. That's all you get to know. <laughs> that's all you know. <laughs> Try not to spoil too much for you. Yeah, um, watch it. But yeah, yeah I watch it. <laughs> I mean, kind of the, to ask you guys. So, what's what's your take on Asian American male masculinity in the U.S.? I guess. I mean, Greg and I have talked about. Yeah, I mean, there's a what they they have all this dating app. An, uh, analytics where Asian males are the least desired mm-hmm. as black women are the least desired on these apps. Mm-hmm. Why is that? I say it's still because of the way pre- we're presented and perceived in pop culture. Yes. Okay. And I think a lot of I people don't that. think that it affects them that much and they don't think that they're being racist, but because of the way we are depicted mm-hmm. or not even shown, yeah. really affects people's subconscious minds yes. whether you know it or not but the more like these films like uh always be my maybe yeah yeah we see it we're like yeah that's normal but other people are like whoa <laughs> yeah. that's groundbreaking yeah. yeah like i'm like that's that's, our li- that's that, life yeah, yeah. that's life for us that was my life yesterday yeah you know? like <laughs> yeah but you both grew up going to back and forth to taiwan a lot right so uh, you kind of, me, a lot you, me a lot less me a lot less actually uh and I, you were only doing it when you were a kid as a baby then i had a long stretch between high school and college i didn't go back and then i went back in after right. college yeah. but would you say uh, for me at least when i went back I, I went when i was a little child okay once yeah. i didn't go until i was like late 20s oh wow oh. right so that changed me i don't know was going back was there a point when you went back you're like oh like there is something about being in Asia. Did it, was there an, ever an epiphany like that? Actually, or? the the craziest thing for me was, uh, I mean, seriously, how much time do we have? <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. that, but uh, like for for if we're gonna talk specifically about the times when I went back to Taiwan and like Asia, I was like, I feel like I they look at me differently there too. You know what I mean? Whereas like it's it's like to very lightly touch on it. You know, it's like growing up here, I feel like I'm the other here as well, you know, which is why, you know, you want, you, I didn't want to be uh, thought of as like a flop, a fresh off the boat Asian dude, where it's like, oh, he probably has broken English. He, you know, and all the judgmental from judgment from that, you know, whereas like I touched on it earlier too, but like it's insane that they have, that they're learning another language to go learn in another country, you know what I mean? Um, but as kids, you know, it's like you're an other, you're, you're not like us. So usually I make shout out to the fobs. That. We love you. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, in Taiwan, when I went back and I was older, I went back in like high school. And by then I was like, you know, pretty whitewashed, you know, speaking only English. My manner was pretty broken. Um, like actually broken. I'm like, now I, I practice. Um, but like <laughs> I went back there and like, like, no, like people like, 
look at you very differently because like the dress style is, is differently too you know you take like, up more space when you walk you really say, do yeah. like no honestly speaking like everyone there's like you know very uh, cons- much more conservative you know like they're they're more mindful of everybody else and like i realized uh me and my friends we just kind of like kind of walked around like like that like, american yeah, like, yeah. swag yeah. It exists. it's, it's yeah. real it's you know thing, um yeah, yeah and, and there like I, I realized that like half the people there when i when i went to shops and stuff they just assumed that i didn't speak Chinese, oh, wow. you know, so it was kind of like the opposite of like as a kid here, assumed I don't speak English. I go back there, people assume I don't speak Chinese. So it had like a weird, a really weird like one where I was like, I don't feel like I really belong in either country. But wow. but uh, that that kind of passed relatively quickly because thankfully um, the people I have met uh, uh, in in the U.S. ever since growing growing older, um, they've been a lot more like accepting, uh, you know. And and I think uh, to to kind of circle back on to what you said about um, how. Uh, people who don't really deal with Asian Americans uh, in the U.S. Uh, see us. They, they don't. They don't mean to be racist. They don't mean to like see us a certain way or like think that you know we all like use chopsticks or are excellent at it or whatever, whatever they may be. But like it's literally because they they personally don't have uh, like an Asian person in their life who they're really that close to. You know, because we are a minority. You know, um, and so what they do know know about us is what they see from movies. You know, and if and if like obviously it's not going to be like a documentary on Asians it's just how we're pers- <laughs> how we're portrayed in right. in freaking Hollywood and especially as Asian American males you know for the longest time we've always just been like butts of jokes you know we're like the the awkward loser guy or whatever nerds. Um, and uh, nerds and Can't like you speak know English, exactly right. and and we're it's usually never shown in like a positive light which I which I truly believe is what a romantic lead exactly Why exactly not? that gets the girl um, yeah crazy rotations get it yeah. um, but uh yeah. uh like yeah, so I think I think it really does color in what what their preconceptions of us are, you know. So even if they don't mean uh, to to see us poorly in the beginning, like when when they first meet us, it's they don't really know any better because maybe they haven't met that many other Asian Americans and like really talked to them. I would say this still, even if you know, if if you have, if you're the person who's like, yeah, I have Asian friends, fine, of course, but even that that informs you a certain way but i still think pop culture and culture is oh, so pervasive yeah, yeah and yeah. what you see like what you're supposed to be attracted to mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think it affects you more than just like what's just in your general vicinity yeah i mean even back to no no boy i just finished that book so i'm mm-hmm. I'm, th- I'm still like perm- i'm still thinking about yeah. it but there's a he talks about Ken, Kenji, his friend Kenji, he has like a very, he has a terminal illness or they think it might be terminal. And basically he talks about how, you know, I hope in the next life, you know, I don't have to, you know, I want to be a place where there's no Japanese, there's no black people, there's just no color. You know, I could just be me. And I, and I'm not going to marry, I'm not going to marry a Japanese woman. I'm going to marry like a woman, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought that it's kind of sad to think, like, yeah, because like, he's losing part of his identity. In it's a like way. It's, it's as if it's as if you can't have you can't have an you can't be a human being and be Asian. Like, let's get real. Like, you yeah. can't you can't be a minor. You can't be both. Like, right. for but like for for some weird reason, by being Asian and only hanging out with Asians, that makes you less of a person or something. And there's that weird concept. I think that's becoming like less, that's more passe now. Like I think, yeah, that's not as big of an issue, but it, there's still echoes of the internment. There's still echoes of Chinese Exclusion Act in, in, in our lives, you know? And there's still people that are embarrassed by their own culture that avoid their own culture that think that they should only hang out with non of whatever they're yeah. dude like that last year here in la i was get i was at taqueria and the guy's like hey there's no chinese food here you're like and yeah. i was first of all 
I was just confused more than anything. I was yeah. just, it was like this middle-aged white guy asked me. I'm like, wait, wait, am I at the right taqueria? <laughs> yeah. Am I, I'm at, am I at the right taqueria? Is this, I am. And like, and then I got yeah. fucking mad, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Do you say, yeah, there's no sandwiches here either. Dude. There's no, yeah. Fucking, yeah. Like, Jesus, Jeez, there's, yeah. So. There's no crumpets and tea. What do you no want? <laughs> what like, what? Yeah, no. And, and I think that's just indicative of like, um, that's sure that's out more out you know outright but I think there's still these uh these pat these like micro was he things. joking I mean even as a joke though, dude no, no joking is like, even more fucked up fucked either way you know yeah it's like, but there's know, like asshole and then there's ignorant yeah yeah <laughs> like I I ignored him and I had like a really angry face he's like hey dude I'm just I'm just joking man okay, I'm like so and, and, and and I'm like hey man that, that was pretty racist I, yeah. I said it yeah and when I said the R word, he's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. My girlfriend's Filipino. <laughs> oh, my God. My girlfriend's Filipino. So uh, I always yeah. say the, the worst thing you can call a white person now, racist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most offensive thing. The only offensive thing I feel I mean, like these yeah. days for the most yeah. part. But, yeah, I mean, um, and based, uh, I, I don't want to speak for but something we've talked about, Greg and I, is that why do we do this? Why do we want to be uh, art creators mm-hmm. or creators of culture? Mm-hmm. And what you as touch on what you mentioned is that yeah, pop culture and culture is so pervasive and so influential. Yeah. And now with like you know now outlets like you know Eighty Eight Rising or like uh, Crazy Rich Asians and Always Be My Maybe or our podcast our, and or Yellow Peril, yeah, yeah, yeah. With my short film yep. is that we are trying to be uh, narrators of our own narrative, our, yes. telling our own story. Yeah. And because that's so important, because like for this next generation coming up, say there's something about seeing someone that looks like you do something and be like, oh shit, I can do that too. Yep. And that's so important. When I saw like Edward Yang's movie, I was like, oh dude, there's a Taiwanese family on screen. Why is why have I never seen that? Mm-hmm. I see it every day at home, but how, why have I never seen it on the screen and see myself reflected in media? And I just realized, like I, you know, I was just like. Shit, I fucking want to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that's the thing with pop culture. Again, is growing up, we're so accepting of pop culture mm. in terms of, yeah, everybody's white, yeah. and I never questioned that. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm just yeah. like, haha. Okay, I'm okay. Being entertained. Quick, quick question. Who um, are your guys' high school crushes? Like growing up, like oh, like like uh, celebrity crushes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crushes. Well, when I was really young, I don't know if you remember a show called Small Wonder. Probably not. It's okay. Or Sorry. Evie from Out of This World. That sounds familiar. Evie was an alien, half alien, half human, and she okay. could stop time. Yeah, 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 yeah. She does like the, the, the like emotion. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sure. No idea. <laughs> I'm old. I want to be but part of But further, this. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kelly Kapowski. Kelly Kapowski for sure from okay. Saved by the Bell. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. dude like, Kelly. She, wait, she's the, the brunette, right? Brunette. Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. She's yeah. way fine. Yeah, super hot. Yeah, that yeah. was definitely wife. What about? Uh, Natalie it wasn't Por- an eight. Yeah, Natalie Portman was oh, a, yeah. was a good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I was like, oh dude, yeah. Yep. I yeah. Episode, episode one, you know, as bad as it was, <laughs> but you're like, I was like, Princess Amidala. Yeah, Amidala. <laughs> yeah. So like in Natalie Portman, like, uh, I was into like like uh, like. Granted, she is wearing some like Japanese weird makeup in the that's first. true right right yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of appropriation little, yeah. i mean come on lightsaber samurai come on yeah, you know yeah yeah, yeah. and and the, you know it's it, i think it's loosely based off of a kurosawa's like forced uh the fortress of uh, death or something like that, that right. but um yeah and uh like some indie rocker chicks like 
but they're all like you know white or like yeah because yeah. yeah. there weren't any there's yeah. nothing else to I look mean, at yeah. yeah and then and then um but then when i started watching asian films i was like Oh, dope! And then when I started getting into Japanese porn, I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was okay. Real talk, real t- real talk. I've I've just uh, you know disclaimer. I've I've cut out porn so far right now. Of but your life? I I it I I've been porn free for about three years now. Wow! Yeah. It's it was tough, man. Bravo. Yeah, I mean, cool. I mean, I, mean I, don't, yeah. I don't recommend it for everyone. I've never watched any, but yeah, exactly, exactly. For your choice and strength. Um, <laughs> it was your just dedication because yeah. going back to like that Asian male kind of loneliness of like, hmm. like when I uh, when because like a couple years ago, like coming moving to LA, I moved to LA about five years ago. Um, from, no, no, four years ago from the Bay Area. Oh. Yeah, I'm from uh, Milpitas. Uh, South Bay in the Bay Area and um, yeah I tried the dating scene here and it was like you said like with the online dating it's oh, you know. it's kind of no, no. yeah it's tough out here for Asian dudes yeah no like uh, it's not like I will still get dates I mean it's not great though like 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 long story short I think uh, it's gotten better recently which is weird but like when I first started like it was like it was just it was just silent it was like straight up silent or if I did like occasionally if I, like have a match they'd like almost always be like Oh yeah, I only date Asian men, and I'm like, nah. right. You become a fetish. Interesting. Yeah, that's weird. So yeah. that's Thank you. you. Too. Yeah. I don't yeah. like what. Yeah, but when you're not getting any, you'll take being objectified. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's not the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I, I trying to compensate that loneliness with porn. It, I just felt like it was a bad match, and that's I, not, yeah. I had a, yeah, no. I had a like generally, you know, once a week, and then eventually I just like, you know what? I'm just gonna cut it out. And then see how long it can last. And so far, so good. You know, I mean, I sometimes get urges, but uh, but I feel like no. cutting it out. Then you're sort of like not really got to go. <laughs> now I'm gonna. Fuck it. I, gotta I need a yeah, 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 yeah. I have some incentive. Yeah. Or I just use imagination. You know, yeah. like oh, <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. I'm a filmmaker, right. so yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Ooh, support all mine now. Your, your parents are gonna what, listen to this podcast. <laughs> hey, this is this is real talk, man. Yeah. Asian men, man. This is yeah. art. This is truth. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which we appreciate. Uh, can we just talk about real quickly what's next? Sure. Do you have yeah, plans yeah, for what's for next after? Uh, I'm sure you have a lot coming up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, please hire me. No. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I had done a, like a lot of smaller projects, but uh, sure. nothing, I, I think the biggest one is I still can't say it because it's not out yet, which oh. bugs me. I have an oh, NDA okay. on it. Yeah, it's, it hasn't been out yet, but I will most likely be on Netflix minus them possibly cutting me out of my role, which hopefully they don't. Cool. But, um, feature. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, uh, it's a show. TV show. It's a TV show. Um, yeah. So I'll be on a TV show. Cool. I think that's I could say that. Yeah, that's that's yeah. yeah. Um, but that's probably cool. like the biggest thing for now. You yeah. filmed it already. though. Yeah. It's filmed. Okay. It's all done. So it's just waiting for post-production and you know, hopefully the green light and all that good stuff. Very cool. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I mean, congrats. Yeah, I'm like chill. It's cool. It's cool. And then when right. it's out, I'm like, yes. <laughs> right, because you always hear about these actors like, oh yeah, and they're like, come to the premiere, and it's like, mm-hmm. I'm you cut me out of the whole yeah. Fucking right. So like that's why I'm like kind of the- well, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> Just I'm guessing you won't be cut out of. Alan Ama now. <laughs> no, not not that I know of yet. It's, it's just called Ama. It's just it's called, called Ama now. We're changing everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a story of her traveling. That's yeah. it. For no reason. For she no just reason. yells at the cops. Point A to point B, she yells yeah. at people. It's it's pretty riveting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to ask really quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was were the cops cool to work? Did you work with real cops in Taipei? 
Uh, there were some. Because we were at a police station. We were at a real yes, police yeah. station, and they it were really cool. chill. I was yeah. in jail. Yeah, Sorry, you went we, into the jail. Yeah, yeah. I went wow. there. They locked me up. There, it was amazing. It was great. Sorry, mom. No yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah, it was you, like if you hit like it's real steel. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, legit. Yeah. And I was like, oh man. Um, that we we worked with the Taipei Film Commission, and they helped us helped us with um, securing a, a along with my location manager Bo Shun, He helped me uh, get a because uh, that real talk like we didn't have that until like a week before, before shoot and we were like really stressing because that was like a very key location mm-hmm. other stuff like the like the train or or our sidewalk we could probably you could right. steal that you know sure. but steal a police a station you can't really steal a shot from a police station unless you want to go into jail <laughs> <laughs> like what are you Perfect doing for the shot so so uh we I, my producer Kara, shout out to her I, uh she um she got me a location manager who got the permit, connected us with the Taipei Film Commission, and we got the jail. Yeah. Cool. Because, yeah. I mean, Taiwanese cops, to me, are usually so nice. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. The nicest cops. Chill. They're yeah. pretty chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and the cops, we like. We had a cop there. Who I, <laughs> I, was, I was like, yo, so um, if someone got taken away for like teaching English illegally, what's the process? I was like yeah. doing like research just on Just curious. Just curious. No, no, you know, I just, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because um, like my experience was like years ago. I, would, I wonder what it's like. Uh, now. Yeah, um, um, and then what do you have once? Of course, I'm sure you have something yeah. on your mind because you've you're in post almost. You're yeah, yeah. For well, this Kickstarter. To we we started doing in. the rough edit for the for Alma and Alan, and you know, like they're they're working on deferred payment right now. So like hopefully with this Kickstarter, I can pay them a competitive wage that I have. I have an editor I'm working with. Um, yeah, so Aman Allen, the Kickstarter it ends on June twenty first. Uh, we want to reach eighteen thousand uh, dollars US, and we have some great rewards. Uh, you can get you can get lunch with us, you know, Greg and I. Yeah, yeah, here in LA, um, you can you can get T shirts. Um, we have like a we're gonna have a make a a book. Yeah, um, and oh yeah, shout out to Soyeon. Um, she made she 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 passed her Kickstarter. She's That's a, right. Dude, she's an inspiration too for me. Like seeing these Asian Americans hitting their Kickstarters, it's a big, it's a big inspiration. It's pretty cool, yeah. Fun fact, fun fact. We worked on a secret art show. I don't know if she told you. We worked on a secret art show together, and I was a performer in it. Um, It's kind of like you know art theater avant garde, and I had like this really tight shirt that I could not get off, (laughs) and I was just like, damn, what the. And then I I saw, like, so was like busy with doing production. Uh, She was like a production assistant and. manager or something and, and i saw her and i was like hey so hey can help me help me she's like what the hell's going on like because i had like my shirt like this right? <laughs> and she's like okay hold stand still so she grabs me grabs the shirt and she's like yanking <laughs> and like yanking i'm like pulling i'm like right, right okay how about we count ready ready one two three and she pulls the shirt off so shout out to so for saving <laughs> save, saving my like, saving my life yeah. yeah she pulled she that shirt she, she she pulled that suffocating yeah. shirt off you would have been stuck in that shirt still if it I, wasn't I would her. still be in that shirt if not for so yeah um and thanks, so so thanks so um anyways uh yeah so i'm on allen i want to do a film festival distribution i want to hit up I think at this caliber, I think, and also with the caliber of acting, that we can hit up the major. Uh, no, no sarcasm there. Yeah, no, for reals. I think Greg brought it. We can hit up, you know, South by Southwest, Sun, sure. Sundance. Why not? Yes. Yeah. Hit up the hit Absolutely. up the hit up those uh, the independent film festivals. And I think yeah. what's great now is that they are looking for more diverse voices. You know, like Justin Chan. You know, yeah, and also I want to hit up. 
do LA Asian Pacific Film Festival. They have great people there at VC. Uh, Campfest. I started as an intern at Campfest. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, oh, I want to. I want to. So you I got wanna, an in, is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to show at the uh, the major Asian American film festivals because I think. Please. Guess what? I made this is by Asian Americans and it's for Asian Americans. And yes, even when I say that, I feel like oh maybe someone's gonna get offended. You know what? Fuck. Fuck it. Why? Who? Like. Why? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why not? Like, (laughs) it's like, in general, I'm tired of Asian Americans trying to cater their voice to a white audience because they think that's the yeah. I made this for Asian Americans, and what what I find very surprising is that my white friends or or other people of other races connect to the story. Of course, yeah. Because from the from 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 the personal, I think is the universal. Because guess what? Everyone's always felt like an outsider. Everyone's always felt like, like for the grandma character, mm. everyone has a grandma who feels like maybe they've lost purpose, you know, like or someone in their family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's something I want to explore too. Uh, so we've talked about Alan's side, but for the Alma character, like I even see this with my, my, you know, like you know, with people in my family who are older, like oh, well, like what do you do as as an older person with life? Are you just waiting for that day, or are you gonna actually like like what like maybe find find some meaning in your life and i think that's something i want to explore too is is hopefully with this older generation i want to give a shout out to them because they have so much knowledge they can share with us and that you know they 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 do have purpose and they do have meaning and that's another thing i want to explore in the film um so yeah aman allen for sure uh, for from basically a festival run is usually like a year or so so I want to be hitting up as many as po- uh, festivals as possible, share this film. That's really important to me. And from there, you know, I have a feature that I, I wrote for my thesis. I did my master's at Cal State Northridge in screen in screenwriting. So there's a feature I want to eventually develop. And I'm always and I wrote a short story that I might want to develop into a series of short stories. So I'm always trying to be creative and work on that kind of stuff. Well, we're looking forward to getting to see the short. Thank you. Yeah, you'll be one of the first people to see yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we will. Yellow Pear will definitely be making. Uh, a donation. Of oh course. wow! Of course. Oh, thank you. I mean, this is already a, yeah. a privilege already. No, to thank have you us. for yeah. being on the podcast. Thank yeah. you for having us. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Uh, um, hopefully, hopefully that's usable. Mm. Like some of the stuff we talked about. Uh, the whole thing's going in. <laughs> Burn it all. No yeah. kidding. <laughs> um, so again, you the can check out Ama and Allen on Kickstarter. That's Ama A H M A. If you put mm. that in, it shows up right away. Right. Yeah. Um, and thank you guys again so much. That was great. Thank you. Shout out to uh, Jeff Oki, this man right here. Thank I'm you for right. having me. Yeah, yeah. He's no, awesome, you. awesome host. <laughs> yes. Thanks for listening, Yellow Parallers. Don't forget to follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere you find your other favorite podcasts. Let us know what you think. Leave your comments or questions in a voicemail at 650-YELLOW-7. That's 650-935-5097. Or email us at yellowperilpod at gmail.com. If you have an event or project you'd like us to feature in Fresh Yellow, please feel free to contact us. We're always happy to help spread the word. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and subscribe to us on YouTube to watch the latest episodes soon after the podcast drops. And if you enjoy the show and want to support us, please consider following us, leaving us a review, and donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash yellowperilpod. Before we go to end the show, it's our character closer. In honor of the film, Ama and Alan, they're going to sing us a Taiwanese, a a Chinese song from Taiwan called Tonghua. Tonghua. Fairy tale. 
。我愿变成童话里你爱的那个天使。Watch out, Jay Chow. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Jeju, Jeju. Great. That's There amazing. we go. Great job. There we go. Love it. Love it. Okay. Awesome. Wow. That was it was、fun. worth it. That was good. That was a good choice. That was a good choice. Thank、yeah. God. Stressed us out. <laughs> <laughs>